Zero Waste Trash Talk is now sponsored by Twig, Tennessee Women in Green, a nonprofit that empowers, inspires, and connects women who are committed to environmental sustainability. I personally have learned and gained so much from being a member. And here at Trash Talk, we are honored to have their support. Visit TennesseeWomenInGreen.com or follow them on their socials to register for your first meeting. Hey, Zero Waste fam. Today, we are getting back to the basics, sharing our personal zero waste journeys. So without further ado, I'm Maris with Michael and Jess, and this is Zero Waste Trash Talk. So yeah, guys, um, nothing happened overnight, right? We had to work on this. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't an overnight kind of thing, which it seems easy now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think it gets easier, right? Like once you take the first couple of steps, we joke about it being a rabbit hole. You go down the rabbit hole. Like yeah. you have success doing one thing and they're like, well, why don't I do this? Or how about if I take it further? And I think that it's, it's all, all this positive reinforcement that you get from feeling like you're doing, you have control of something. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, we can't change the world. We can only change our own individual habits yeah. and, and share those habits with people. But At this point, but, we are going to yeah. change the world. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully we will. But, but individual actions, it really has to be all of us. But, but those individual actions kind of reinforce uh, this kind of, I'd say, uh, ethical environmental moral compass then you feel good about it it's like you know as long as you can keep from getting all like you're bad and i'm good right like a lot of people do with stuff like this it's like Mm -hmm. just 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 we share we do our thing right and zero waste zero waste has different meanings i think to everyone i didn't know what zero waste was and i thought oh my gosh how do you have no waste? That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. And, and someone, then you see those videos of the ladies with the, you know, with the mason jar where they're, they're like, like, this is my, my year's worth of trash. In one year in this ball, in this bottle. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's impressive it's, 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 for sure. But it's zero waste. Like, yeah. It's kind of like uh, when you watch those things about people with their tiny homes, and then you find out that they have these big storage units full of all their crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I always question some of the how much can you really get yeah. rid of? You know? Zero waste uh, is the ultimate goal. Yeah. I think the closest, you know, the closer you get to it is your zero waste journey. How yeah. many aspects of your life can you create sustainability? Can you reuse or reduce or recycle something or refuse or give me some more R's out there? That is all a part of zero waste for me. Isn't the general known um, uh, sort of saying behind it, it's, it's, and I think they use this in businesses and stuff too, it's like zero waste is never actually like making 100% like you know, making it so that you are not making any waste. I think it's actually, um, they try to make it so that 90% of, of what See, the, the efforts heard, are, right? I heard 80 or 85%. So, oh. I mean, it's <laughs> See, really just... I think basically the general gist is just make a better effort, you know, exactly. try just try right. to make informed choices that are going to be, uh, you know, more helpful for the earth than, you know, than, than you may have been already. Yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. Which um, I guess, you know, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I sadly, I had a lot of things done for me over my childhood because my mom was an environmental science teacher and she taught me some really great things. 
that I didn't necessarily carry with me after I left her house, right? I turned 18 and I was on my own and I had a lot of other fish to fry. I always thought everything was pretty fine. Everything was fine in the world. I was I was 18 and then even through my 20s, I recycled, which single stream recycling is you just put, put everything in that you think is recyclable and hope for the best. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about reducing or reusing. It really wasn't on my radar. Maybe sometimes I would use an old t-shirt for something, but it wasn't on my radar. So this this whole last year, guys, since we've met, I've been so inspired by you two because you you set different ideas out for me to aspire to. I know that I'm not going to crush every single one of them every single day, but I do the best that I can, right? And I think that's the biggest takeaway is just do the best you can and and try to be more aware of what is happening. Um, so it started with recycling. I moved into an apartment that didn't have pickup. So I had to start separating my own, bringing it to Trinity Lane drop off center. I started to compost because of the two of you, which was so mm -hmm. cool. I thought composting was this, you know, outrageous idea that only hippies composted like really hippity dippity people that were really saving the earth they composted it wasn't for an average human being and then i started to pay attention to the plastic around my food and uh the food i was eating i don't eat meat anymore i i do still have some eggs and fish occasionally but um for you know different reasons some were because of the documentaries i'd watched about what it does to your your system I learned as an A positive blood type that it actually wasn't something genetically that was I was digesting well and I experimented with it and it felt better and, and now I know that there's a lot of uh, methane created from the mass production of meat. So I think that was just a great step in the right direction is, you know, just looking at the food that I was eating and really thinking about it. Um, plastic awareness I still struggle with and I just saw on the zero waste Nashville Facebook page we I posted something about what people were doing for their zero waste journey and what were their goals just like what we're talking about what things were they aspiring to be better at and this one is my biggest one going grocery shopping and decreasing the amount of plastic in my mm. groceries which mm -hmm. is Oh man, as a single, you know, 32 year old female, I don't really have that much waste. I don't have to purchase that much food. I'm only one person, but um, the system the system in which all this is created is what really uh, just irks me. Like how come it's not easier for me as a single person to do this? Um, that's not, I'm not making a, a, a large amount of money all year long. I'm make I'm paying my bills and doing what I can. Energy awareness was one. I, you know, I'm i always checking the lights and making sure people are turning stuff off before we leave the house. Like, why does that need to be running? Why does the fan need to be running? Sometimes I leave the fan on for my dog, not going to lie. But again, I'm more aware. I, I notice things more. Um, I, I'm more involved in the community with different companies and nonprofits. Uh, Tennessee Women in Green, I was attending their meetings once a month for a year now to learn more about what kind of resources are out there that I can lean on when trying to change things at my house or at my workplace and what kind of programs are out there for creating awareness in composting or gardens or any of those things. Um, 
And then I guess the last but not least, the, these are my goals. Hygiene products, y'all. Hygiene products and just cleaning products in general. That's a big one for me. I have switched from bottled shampoo and conditioner to my uh, soap bars, the shampoo and conditioner bars from the Good Fill. I love my toothpaste tablets. I love I love all of that. I got a, um, a leaf razor, and now I don't have to worry about buying plastic razors at the store. And uh, those are those are some things I can be proud of because I save my money for them and I don't buy any of the other stuff anymore and it feels so good. And people that stay over will be in my shower and be like, where's your shampoo and conditioner? And I show them and I'm, they're so interested in it. Truly, they're like, they're mm-hmm. not mad. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is awesome. I love this. I'm gonna try this. And, it and you're like, them. hands off my soap, man. I know, I'm, I'm like, that's, <laughs> that, I know you like it, but you, you know, you gotta get your own, no. <laughs> Um, and oh, start your own journey in in the kitchen and in the restaurants. This will I'll wrap it up here. But going to restaurants that are are eco friendly, or in other words, trying hard harder to divert waste from the landfill, use compostable products, and educate the consumer and listen to the consumer. So even restaurants that I'm that I might try once and see that they don't have everything together, I voice myself. I tell them what as a consumer, I like to see, or maybe give them some ideas. Hey, listen to my podcast. You might get some ideas there. And mm-hmm. in my kitchen, I try to I try to minimize waste there. I do compost now. Um, so I think, I think you're really good at talking to restaurants and, and places without <laughs> yeah, going, oh, I'm yeah. never coming back because you gave me plastic utensils. You're, you're good at that. And that's, that's a skill. And I think all of us need to aspire to that, to, to be able to communicate that. Because I think, you know, what we hear all the time when we go talk to the restaurants is, oh, well, nobody's asking for that. It's like, yeah. well, we, so we all have to speak up and everyone should be asking. That's, that's a great zero waste hack. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I was out yeah. to lunch with my friend yesterday and I definitely called over the manager and she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to give them some ideas. She's like, yeah, okay. it's interesting. I think that like that's actually probably something I should put on my goals. I mean, obviously I have, I speak up a lot more than I probably would have, you know, than I know that I would have in, in, in the past. But I don't think I'm as good as you as actually looking at somebody and saying, why do you do this? Like, you know, it's, it, did you know that there's another option? What I do is a little more passive. Um, it's not aggressive. It's, it's, it's passive in that I actually just, you know, like, for example, I went out to a restaurant recently where they, because of COVID, they made it so that, you know, like, um, everything that they have is, uh, re- is, is, uh, what do you call it? Disposable, right? Or everything except for their plates, basically. Ugh. So they, um, put it, they put a straw in my cup without even asking me. And I was like, Vic, okay, I guess I'll just <laughs> have to deal with that one. And then, um, but they, they gave me chopsticks. And so, uh, as he was trying to take my stuff away, I had my, the napkin that I had used. And cause at this point also, by the way, I had forgotten to bring my own stuff with me. Right. 
so I yeah so I used his it happens napkin, guys it happens right? and used uh, used their chopsticks and then I was uh, he was picking up my plate and I was like oh wait I need those chopsticks I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those home and he was like oh no no I'll get you some new ones I'll get you some clean ones and I was like no Ooh. no 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 I want those ones <laughs> because I don't want to waste those ones he's like no 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 I'll, I'll get you some clean ones I'm like no 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 I'm gonna take those home and reuse those ones I don't want them in the trash and he was like no 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 I'll get you clean ones oh, and I literally goodness. had to just put my hand in the plate and bring them out but I didn't, didn't are, are I they currently up. are they currently sticking out of the side of his neck <laughs> in his hand <laughs> poor guy he thought he was doing yeah. something good I know. I know he did bless him but i mean i smiled i was smiling right. the whole time but right. also was like hear me right <laughs> so you know communication wise i i don't i don't explain well enough to people that like you probably would have been like this is why i'm doing this but i was just like no 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 i'm gonna compost that or, or whatever you know because the same with yeah. the napkin too i had to grab after i'd made the scene about the chopsticks i then reached in and grabbed the napkin and he was just like what the lady. hell is this lady doing <laughs> why do you want that i know and i looked at andrew and was like uh sorry because <laughs> he's there like so embarrassed but also knows who i am and where i'm coming from you know yeah <laughs> i'm well, sure and, you would have done that a lot better than i did <laughs> and see i'm i'm the other job. side i'm the other side of that i basically go oh look at all that i can't eat here anymore and i just don't come back <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll say something, but I feel like I can get a little confrontational. And so, uh, you know, especially like if they just blow me off and roll their eyes or whatever, that's when I'll get confrontational. So yeah. most of the time I just go, yeah, there's other places to eat. I'm just, I quietly go away and don't come back. And right. I think there's I a lot the of efforts, us that do but that. But I don't explain it to them. So I leave knowing that they think I'm weird because I haven't done a Maris and like, you know, educated them. <laughs> I'm just like, this is the way it should be. And then I just like, you know, <laughs> silently. Hashtag pull a Maris. <laughs> yeah. Pull a Maris. Right? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love hey, it. The, the other thing that you said, Maris, that, that struck hope to me that I wanted to touch on was, you know, we talked about turning the ceiling fan off. Actually, if you leave that ceiling fan on, it keeps the, the air conditioner has to work so much less oh. that it really, it's oh. not, it uses way less. Like I noticed like when we record the podcast, I turn my ceiling fan off. That's the only time I turn them off they're always going in my house mm. and uh the temperature rises in here so fast there's no lights on nothing happening it's just that that ceiling fan keeps the whole th house cooler and the air conditioner has to work less so i wouldn't Ooh. worry too much about running the, uh, the a ceiling what, fan. what about a ground the fan uh, just a stand-up fan in the room I mean, they're not quite as as efficient as the ceiling ones, but it's still way better than. I don't. If you're just running it in like your bedroom for for Samson, mm -hmm. your dog, then mm -hmm. that's probably that's that's a fine use. I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's not going to affect the the overall house temperature as much and help the air conditioning, but it right. does help Samson. Right. <laughs> so well, yeah. I, I wouldn't worry. You make it up in other ways. Like right. I have to keep my house cooler than than ideally I would like because I have big furry Akitas. Like half mm -hmm. the time I'm wearing a sweatshirt in here in the middle of summer because they get hot so easy. Mm -hmm. So, but I do other things. I take my electric bike places more off as a car in place of a car where other people would have driven to, to those places. I feel like there, there are trade-offs that we have to do because it's real life, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think um, after hearing Maris's, uh, you know, story, I actually am sitting here thinking that in it's actually incredible how much you have achieved in such a, a little mm -hmm. amount of time, you mm -hmm. know, like 
it's the, the amount that you are doing and the amount that you are thinking, you know, and I think that's the key part here is just thinking, being considerate, questioning these things, you know, even if you haven't actually achieved certain things, just the fact that you are questioning and wondering about it is is pretty key. And to, to have been able to have done that much, you know, because it's all habit changing and it can it be really overwhelming and you've got to like learn all these new things in such a short amount of time like i actually think you've done uh really well doing thank that you thanks Bravo. so much yeah. thank you and well you guys have helped me a lot and that's why this podcast is so special because you're just you are some <laughs> serious resources <laughs> truly <laughs> we could be pretty extreme <laughs> and, and we're circular we're circular yeah. so circular <laughs> i'm a fan <laughs> no. we what should all have that? hashtags pull a michael pull a, pull a jess we should all have hashtags <laughs> we should do that yeah. <laughs> hashtag just chopsticks <laughs> Je- jess aggressive yeah. <laughs> passive jess <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, in that case, seeing as uh, I think it's probably I, pr- I think it's probably my turn to talk. <laughs> so Let's hear my it. Um, my my journey started a lot longer ago, but it also actually wasn't necessarily for the environment either. It's just because I think I just was that weird. <laughs> so um, just a real quick backstory on myself. I will try to keep it really quick. So basically, since I can remember, I mean, very specifically, since I was like, you know, in, in uh, at university, um, I have always just for whatever reason, wanted to, to, to reuse things. You know, I recognize that items that we are being told only have one purpose actually have more than one purposes. And I was like, fuck you guys. I can, I will, I will drink my water out of whatever container I want. So long as it holds it in there, I'm doing it. (laughs) You know, um, I think I was a little bit (laughs) obstinate and rebellious, but you know, it worked in my favor. So, you know, and then also I was pretty poor back then too, and didn't have, my financial resources, but also wondered why things, why, why we threw so many things away and why I had to keep going to the store to buy this one thing that would serve this one purpose when actually I had other things that could serve it. They just didn't look the right way or whatever. So for example, wrapping paper. I was 18 and I, I started trying to wrap people's presents with, you know, magazines that I had at home or, or, or with newspapers that came mm-hmm. through the door or whatever. You know, I was like, why would I go out and buy somebody a fancy piece of wrapping paper when they're just going to tear it off in seconds? You know, when I have this stuff here and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't 100 percent for the environment but i also recognized that there was wastage and i just hated wastage so like you know food in my refrigerator i would leave it for as long as i possibly could without throwing it out you know i wanted to eat it in whatever way i could you know so i would if i had leftovers sitting in there that you know other people probably would have thrown away because they were like oh that's gross or i've already eaten it three times this week i'd be like no no i'm gonna find a way to use this so that it is not wasted because wastage was just it was bad for me um but again not entirely because of the environment it just was like why would i waste that so um there there was that um i have probably for the past 10 years uh recycled and it wasn't 
I didn't choose to do it originally. It was just like the service was offered to, you know, the place that I lived. And so I started doing it and then realized that that was something that I enjoy doing and I should do. So I continued to do that. However, when I moved to Nashville, I actually moved into places where there wasn't a pickup service. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to do what? I have to take my stuff and drive it somewhere. And so I was like, nah, that's not happening. So there definitely were times where... I didn't recycle because it wasn't convenient for me. And I look back and I'm like, my God, who were you? <laughs> so, you know, because the funny thing is in some in one of those places where I lived, I legit guys, I, I, I kid you not, I was only five minutes away from the convenience center. I could have dropped it off, but I it wasn't it wasn't convenient enough. So I didn't. Um, so yeah, for 10 years, give or take, I have been, been doing that. And then, you know, in the last couple of years, I was like, oh no, I really need to make the effort to do this and I can do it. You know, I can find a way to fit it in my routine to do it. Um, so after that, I would say probably around seven years ago, I started my journey into living more natural and more green. Um, which I've learned now are very vague terms. Like you can really feel good for living green, but actually it's very vague and it's very different for, for different people. But in the end, where I got to was I was trying to live so natural and so green because I'm such an extremist that like, you know, I wanted everything to be literally from the source, you know? So instead of, you know, I would start buying products that claimed that they, you know, they, they claimed they were green or they claimed they were all natural. And then a couple of years later, I was actually trying to make my own product. Cause I was like, well, why, why would I do that? Why would I buy this when I could make my own from this plant or whatever? So I was always trying to be the most natural that I possibly could. So, um, that led me into, uh, I had, I started a, a cleaning company that was a green cleaning company. And when I did that, I very specifically was only using things like vinegar or baking soda and stuff in, in, in order to do my cleaning. Uh, pretty much what I tried to live by was if I couldn't drink it, if I thought I was going to die, if I put it in my body, then I wasn't going to clean with it. And so I was hand making a lot of this stuff. And I also was like, well, why would I buy paper towels to clean these places? I could just reuse these cloths or whatever. So I started to, from that, I started to buy things that, you know, that I could reuse regularly, you know, um, tools that, you know, I wouldn't throw away what, you know, in, in any way, shape or form or, you know, and, and, and then if things broke, I would try to fix them instead of, you know, throwing them out. If my vacuum cleaner broke, well, I would go on to Google and I would actually try and figure out how to fix the electrics on that and stuff. Cause I was like, why would I throw that out? Part of that was the wastage thing. Part of it was me understanding the environment a little more, but also part of that was like, why would I spend my money on that <laughs> so um yeah so that's that's where I got and then um then I started to hear a little more about you know that I think that was when people started to get a little louder about you know the the whole zero waste movement and and not wasting things so I was hearing that and I was recognizing it and I heard about the diva cup it was better for my body yeah uh you know le less less toxic and you know I didn't want to tar myself from the inside I also recognized that it was it was you know, other, the, the traditional products were, were harming the earth. Um, that's, you know, I got a little more aware of that. And also I just didn't want to waste my money on stuff that was disposable anymore. Um, yeah, so then, I also use the Diva Cup oh, and yeah. we have an amazing feminine product, a zero waste feminine product episode. So be sure to tune into that. 
Exactly. Yes, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. after that, that's when I actually heard about uh, Bea Johnson's Zero Waste book, and I just ordered mine. Yeah, it was oh <laughs> that that was a game changer for me. That was that she opened my world. Uh, it was like that. Th- this is this is amazing. So got that, read that, recognized that there were so many aspects of life that were harmful to the planet, and that I had options. It was going to take time, but I had options. So yeah, slowly uh, I tried to to figure that out. So that's when I actually um, under you know understood the importance of composting my stuff because I also Maris was like, why the hell would I be composting? You know, <laughs> like that seems like such a, a farmer thing, a hippie thing. Like you know, it's from, something from the sixties. I want nothing Someone to do with that. Someone with a backyard needs to do that. Not <laughs> yeah, me. like why? Why do I care? But then I realized why I needed to care, and so I started to do it. We, I ended up the, the first thing I got was this like little silver kitchen composting can thing. I mean, it was tiny. It's you know, it was kind of the size of a lamp basically and I, I I couldn't make that work I didn't understand the science behind composting I thought you could just throw it in and it would work but yeah, that's not too. how it works and I ended up with soup like a really stinky <laughs> stinky stinky soup and I was like you know what and then there were bugs too I kept getting bugs and that's when I was like okay hold on how do I figure this out? I could put this in my refrigerator so things don't like, you know, get yeah, moldy which as much. We cheat and put it in our freezer <laughs> yeah. because I forgot that there's a scientific formula to it as well. Yeah. I'm like, I just put everything in my freezer and I don't worry that's, about it. That's how I ended up doing the refri- uh, the, the freezer thing because I was putting it in my refrigerator, but I was like sharing that refrigerator with my sister and I knew that she was going to think this was disgusting. And I was like, what the hell do I do? But so we, we moved into uh, our own apartment shortly after that and uh, I I was like, my God, I could put this in the freezer and it will never be an issue again. And, you know, then I can like find somewhere to put this because I plan to like give it to farmers or some something, you know, like a, a local garden or whatever. Um, and that's when I then heard about the convenience centers. And I was like, ah, oh, done. So, yeah, started keeping my stuff in the refrigerators and in my freezer and, you know, started doing the composting that way. Um, then, you know, then really started thinking about reducing, reusing, repurposing. I started to, uh, try to, uh, make it so that I had less junk mail. I went on online and tried to, 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 you know, make the, like ease the paper waste from that way. I started replacing paper towels with actual towels that I already had. And then realized that I could actually use like all of the fabrics that I had in my home, like my jeans or whatever that I didn't want anymore. I was like, my God, I could turn these into like paper towels. I could turn them into everything. Um, started to uh, paint and fix furnitures that I had, started to try and sell these furnitures to people or give them away for free, which is then when I started doing, I at the same time, I started doing home organizing and decorating as my business. And so I had been giving... Um, you know, I, I collect all this this stuff that you know. As a as a home organizer, I was taking things away from people's home that they no longer wanted, and I thought I was helping the the earth by giving them to to you know donation centers like Goodwill and stuff like that. 
um, and later realized that that wasn't necessarily actually as sustainable as I thought it was and had to really rethink about that. And we do have a podcast episode about that, which you donating really should check out. Not, <laughs> dumping is not donating or donating is not, is dump, not so, dumping. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It was so Just long Google ago. It. You'll like, find you know, it. <laughs> it was um, at least six or seven episodes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah, but it's it's worth hearing because <laughs> it really, four. like donating sustainably is actually so much harder than you think it is. Like you have no idea that you're not being sustainable right now. Like I, I, I can, you know, assure, assure you of that. So um, went down the journey to try and make sure that I was doing everything sustainably uh, as, as possible, which meant that, you know, I was then repurposing more furniture pieces, trying to just give things away for free on the social medias and stuff like that. Um, then um, what was I doing? Oh, that shampoo and, uh, you know, bath products. I was trying to home make a lot of that stuff. I tried washing my hair with vinegar. I tried doing a whole bunch of stuff and was like, my God, this is not working, but I'm going to have, I have to keep trying to do it. I tried shampoo bars. They didn't necessarily work for me. Um, but you know, I know a lot of other people love them. And that's then when I found out about Goodfill, the, the store, the, the Goodfill that opened up here and how you can buy refill uh, items that you can you can refill. I think I found that on on online, or maybe actually might might have been on the Nashville Zero Waste page. And that's that opened my world because that's when I then yeah pack that's it package free stores that's when i realized that i could then refill my laundry detergent i could refill uh you know my shampoos my moisturizers my toothpaste kind of stuff like everything that i couldn't quite figure out how to make that uh zero waste she had you know those stores had the options for me so i started saving my money so that i could now start spending it on stuff like that um oh of course i was also uh refusing plastic bags at the grocery store but i was also having a problem where i kept forgetting to bring mine um so i actually just because i'm an extremist <laughs> started to just carry everything out with my hands you know mm -hmm. and i'm walking through the store and everyone's looking at me and they're you coming up to me shit after that <laughs> yeah no they're like do you need help can i help you and i'm like no i'm fine i can do this myself also you should learn from me <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> also i'm saving the earth <laughs> watch me do it <laughs> with my passive face you know i'm not really talking to them so but yeah so that's what i was doing but then i learned that you know if I actually put if I keep my reusable bags up underneath my front seat then I will will always have them with me <laughs> you know and I keep like 10 of them in there so that way if I have some that I leave in my home it doesn't matter because I probably still have about five under my car seat so you know that that worked out for me um I also then actually moved into trying to use what they refer to as family cloth, but I just called them P-rags because I started realizing that, you know, like why, why would I, why would I waste trees? Why would I waste trees like that is, you know, this, I'm using it for such a short amount of time and it's just going to end up in landfill or in the ocean or whatever it does. So yeah, I started uh, using family cloth, which honestly, still to this day, I, I, I actually really think that it's worth doing and a lot more people should use that because it was completely fine. It was weird to, you know, to think about and I understand why socially people are weirded out by that, but it, 
it was fine. Um, so anyway, yep, there was doing that. I, I can't do that anymore because when I when I moved in with Andrew, we had to compromise because he was not okay with that. So we <laughs> so we have compromised with uh, recycled toilet paper, but we are also um, we plan to buy a bidet <laughs> now, so that you know we can compromise on that. Um, then I started considering everything in my home, you know, like when I had to buy a new coffee pot, well, I was, I was like, well, I could buy secondhand because I want to keep everything in the circular system. Or do I buy one that is like, you know, super, really expensive that I know is going to last for a long time, but also, I knew that there was, you know, coffee pots that are being thrown away. So why don't I just try and get one that's being thrown away or whatever? So that that was kind of my angle. I started buying a lot of things that were secondhand so I could try and keep them out of landfill or, or whatever. Um, I started considering the differences between, you know, if I was going to use a coffee filter, was it going to be bamboo coffee filter or was it going to be a, a cotton, you know, a cotton material fabric one, uh, you know, that I could wash, you know, like which one was going to be the better one. So I started to really make those kinds of choices. Like don't, what was going to be. Don't get that mixed up with the family cloth. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, my, my family cloth was very specifically certain colors. Like <laughs> you were not going to mix those up That's with smart. anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were yellow and green and no, I was not going to use yellow and green on anything else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, uh, sorry, where did I, where did I get to? Oh yeah. So basically everything that I would have to buy from the, you know, in the future, I started to consider how it was made, um, you know, how, how environmentally friendly was it and how, wh what happens to it when I'm done with it? You know, like how Deeper is it, how is it going to be impact the earth when I'm done with it? Um, so yeah, wow. then, then I started looking into, you know, buying, uh, plastic free food and, uh, you know, buying a lot of bulk buy and, and, and stuff like that. I started looking into, the, the energy that you were talking about, Maris, I started wondering about that a little more because I'd always, I think I just grew up in a household where we were always turn, told to turn the lights off and it was more about money. Yeah. But also in my mind, I was like, why am I wasting this? Like energy is still coming to to my outlet. Like, and if I'm not using it, why why would I why would I do that? So I've just always turned Ugh, lights it off. Irks me some houses <laughs> right? that I go to, and every light is on. Every room has a TV on, like, and why everyone's walking in and out, that? and then they're downstairs, but everything's still on upstairs. I'm like, yep. okay. Why? Yeah, so I I still hear my dad like turn those lights off if you're not yeah. using them. If yeah, I, we need to leave the room. Turn the lights off. Definitely grew yeah. up like that for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I've always kind of been like that anyway. But then then I realized why it was like how it impacted the environment. You know how some places some of the power um, facilities are, are actually run by coal or or whatever. And I was like, my god, okay, I really have to make sure that I do that forever. You know, like no matter where I go, I have to always be considerate because now I understand how I'm impacting the environment with that. Hey, Zero Waste Squad, we're going to take a minute and run an ad for a company that we love, Compost Nashville. Composting doesn't have to be complicated, messy, or even time-consuming. Compost Nashville can set you up with a lidded bucket to store all of your food scraps and compostable materials that gets picked up once a week from your doorstep. It's that easy. By signing up, you're not only diverting 30% of trash that would normally go into the landfill, but you're also getting finished compost to use in your own yard twice a year. Not in a gardening? No problem. 
Compost Nashville lets you donate your finished compost to a local farm or community garden. Last year, your fellow Nashvillians used this service to divert 730 tons from the landfill. This 1.5 million pounds of compost removed over 1,400 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions from the air. That's like taking 3,687 cars off the road. Use the code TRASHTALK for 50% off your first month when you sign up at compostnashville.org. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I got to my journey. I know that, like, I have future goals because um, clothing, like, I, I've made sure to stop buying, well, just in general on everything, actually. I've made sure to stop buying things as much as I used to. So I used to just go into a clothing store or into a furniture store or whatever and buy what I thought I liked. And, uh, you know, 90% of the time I was actually going to find out that, you know, three months later I didn't really like it anymore. So, um, you know, then it was like, oh God, what do I do with this? Do I try and give it away to somebody for free? Or like, you know, what, what happens if I, if I return this, are they actually going to put it back out on the shop floor? Are they going to throw it away? Like, you know, so I really started to make sure that I don't buy impulsively. And isn't that, that, uh, isn't that one of those, and that's one of the things we do too, but uh, I, I forgot where I read it, but if you, if you wait was yeah. it like three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, and you still need it or want it then go ahead and buy it. But yeah, if you do actually, it- I, I haven't done the, I didn't do the three to four week, but I, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I do. I'll like take a picture of it or I will put it on a list or whatever. And I will just be like, okay, I'll come back to this tomorrow or, or next week or, or whatever. And you, yeah, it's the same thing. Like if, if I still really want it, then, then I will consider it with, without the, like the feelings of impulsion, I can then consider the logistics behind it. You know, is this something that I just like because it's beautiful or is it something that's actually going to serve me a purpose and I'm actually really going to use forever? Um, so ideally all three of those, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, sustainably clothing wise, I really, I still need to sit down and really focus on the, the, you know, learn who the brands are that I want to buy from. I don't know that yet. Um, I, you know, cause also I have to start saving money for that kind of thing too. Cause I'm used to buying fast fashion, which I now am super aware of. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's something that I really need to, to work harder on, but I definitely have made sure in the, you know, recently that if I'm going to buy something, I am only buying something that I'm definitely going to use regularly. And I have a really small, a uh, really small wardrobe now, like the, you know, I, I have clothes that I, use, that I wear a lot of times. And I think that that is going to be more beneficial for me. Like if I have something that I know I'm going to wear regularly, then, then that's, you know, then that's better than what I was doing before. Same as, uh, makeup as well. I haven't sat down to, to really investigate how to do that. Luckily I don't actually use makeup that often. So I'm still using all of the old stuff that I have. Um, I haven't really had to go out and buy many things recently, but you're really rounding the bases, Jess. You're really, (laughs) you're really (laughs) rounding the bases right now, but there's something to do in every single aspect. Yeah, there really is. Like it's, I mean, you can, can go down a massive rabbit hole but it's also worth going down the rabbit hole because like it, it doesn't stop you know they're like everything we do in our life has some kind of impact you know so mm-hmm. yeah so the makeup i've got to i've got to really figure that out um the leaf razor that you were talking about maris that's 
we are saving up for that because I've been re I've been using my old one to just try and get it out of here. You know, like That's I didn't want to buy at. anything. I was there new. too, and it just got moldy, and I'm like, yeah, mm, it's yeah. Time so to I'm get rid of this one. definitely getting to the point that I need to to make that decision. I actually had one of those other ones that Michael, I think you have. They're like the old fashioned ones, you know, that like look a little more scary. I had one, but it didn't have blades. And around the time that I was ready to buy blades, I dropped the thing in my shower and the head fell off. So it's like broken. So I'm like, okay, am I going to be able to fix this? Like, can I, do I put the effort into gluing this back on or shall I just say for a leaf razor? So I'm like in that process right now, trying to figure out what to do. But in, you know, in the meantime, I'm still trying to like use all the old blades that I have. <laughs> so yeah, those I think are my three goals that I definitely um, need to, to look on in the near future. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. I think you're doing a great job. You are doing Thanks. a great job. And one thing that might help you, Jess, with the clothes, by the way. Yeah. Cheryl's been my wife. She's a minimalist, and she has been, you know, this, that's her That's her thing. She's done it for a long time. And, yeah. Uh, and she also cares about, you know, uh, where things come from, how they're made, if it's used slave labor to make it, uh, and, and, you know, environmental impact, all of that. And so when she, and, and she, like you, has a small wardrobe, but she actually has what they call the capsule wardrobe. Yeah, that's that's world. what I based it all yeah. on, actually. Yeah. yeah, It's like 33 pieces of yep. clothing in, in a season. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a strategy where basically you shop like Granimals. Do you guys remember that? That was from when I was younger. No. <laughs> where, where everything, Granimals used to be a brand where you didn't have to know anything about mixing or matching for kids that you just match the right animal and then they go together. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. So that's what a granimal was. It was uh, that dates me, I'm sure. But uh, Cheryl, it's like the whole capsule wardrobe is you have 33 items outside of your coat, uh, uh, you know, some some seasonal stuff, and that you wear in yeah. rotation, and they all go together. Yeah. So it's like multi 33, you know, is really you know thousands of combinations. Yeah. And so she really kind of does that. But one of the websites that she looks stuff up is called Good On You. It's goodonyou.com. Good and, uh, on I think, you. let's see. Okay. Oh, you've, Make sure I've it's heard good. of this. You've told good us on, about this. It's not .com. It's goodonyou.eco. And yep, you can look up it. any brand. Eco. And they, eco, yeah. They, they give a rating for, you know, how sustainable it is, how they source their, their materials, how, if they pay their, the people making it well. You know, it's, it's very in-depth. So that's a good yeah, thing to it's uh, I mean, I've always known that I need to do better and I've known why, you know, I've seen videos of of the chemicals that are being washed out of these factories that are going into water. So like I know, but I didn't really know and I wasn't ready in my journey to really like think about it. I've always known I will, but I watched um, a documentary just recently called uh, The True Cost. And oh my God, I cried. I cried so much in that. It's definitely worth watching. Um, anyone who's listening, like you really, you really do. You like, you have to be able to, you've got to open up your mind to, to, to what they're showing you on that because it's, it's, it's real. Like, you know, even down to, even down to something as small as the pesticides that are going into, um, into the cotton farming that you are wearing, you know, like it, it affects the people who are farming and it also affects the people who are wearing it, you know? So, yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, that has to be my next goal. I have to sit down and really focus on this. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'll check out that good on you and, and see how that goes. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, and I think that 
brings me, I'll start out of order since we're talking about clothes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so clothing is something that's one of those things that, you know, I've, in the past, I was I was like Jess. I'm very frugal as well, and I, I'll go <laughs> buy. You know, I don't I don't buy as much secondhand things, but I do ser- seek out value and buy things on sale. I don't think I ever I've ever paid full price for anything. By the way, uh, <laughs> that's so right. Uh, but uh, I I'll even negotiate. Only I, women <laughs> usually uh, oh, volunteer no. that information. Michael, oh, I'm no. proud of you. I, <laughs> I, I uh, here's a quick story that not to get too off track, but one time I wanted this big home office armoire, this arts and crafts thing for this house in Pasadena that we lived at. And I mean, I think it was 3000 something dollars and it was too much, but the house is 700 square feet. I needed an office and I needed it to be a fold out kind. And so I, I go to the manager and I say, you know, I don't say, Hey, give me this on sale. I say, I give him my business card and say, when this goes on sale, call me and I'll buy it. And and he called me like three or four days later. He says, okay, I'm going to put this on sale. And we have a deal. If you get open a store credit card, it's an additional 30% off. I paid less than a thousand dollars delivered for it. And I didn't go in and go, give it to me cheap. Give it to me cheap. I just said, if this goes on sale, I'll buy it. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so there's that. But so close, um, my new thing is uh, I trust Patagonia. For the last three or four years, if I need a piece of clothing, I go to Patagonia first because of, of their B Corp, which means it's, it's not a joke. They're not greenwashing. Uh, they're very mm-hmm. transparent. Um, they're starting to use a lot of hemp. So I, 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 the pants I'm wearing right now, these are, these are COVID pants. They're hemp. Uh, I didn't own sweatpants when the pandemic started <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, we're wearing sweatpants. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting here in my jeans, uncomfortable. Uh, and, and, and if I'm in shorts, it's cold because the dogs have to have the house cooled off and I got the ceiling fans going. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted, uh, hemp is a, a great product and, uh, I, I want more clothes from hemp and I bought these and it's funny with Cheryl's minimalism, we have a one thing out. If you buy a piece of clothing, a piece of clothing has to go out. Unless Uh, mm -hmm. it's worn out, Mm -hmm. like we'll sell it, donate it, whatever, you know, uh, find a home. But usually I'm replacing things that are worn out. And so it becomes a rag or whatever. Uh, But uh, even with that rule, it's like buying the buying pants like this, like it's not cheap. You know, these Mm -hmm. lounge pants were ninety five dollars. And I was like, crap, what am I? I, I, I just can't do that. And it's full price. I didn't wait for a sale. Uh, but what I did do is I sold some other stuff on eBay. So more stuff left the house and I used PayPal to buy these pants. <laughs> so that was my economic trade off for that. But I, I have love that. like Michael is already doing the Recify thing, but like in, <laughs> pretty much. in, in his own way, <laughs> he's selling all the things that he doesn't need or use anymore to buy things that he needs. I love it. Yeah, and you kind of really hone in on what you need and uh, want. And so I have a couple pairs of hemp jeans and I'll be buying more hemp in the future. Uh, shoes, uh, that's a hard one. Although, you know, I found, I needed new sandals and I bought from a place called Chaco Chacos and they have a resoling repair program. Uh, that's why I bought those particular shoes. Chacos. Yeah. Aren't they amazing? And, and then here in Nashville, it's, how do you say it? Is it Nislo? Nislo? Uh, Nisolo is how Nisolo, I said it. Right. Nisolo. Okay. Yeah. They're awesome. They're expensive too. That's a save up. When I need a new pair of dress shoes, I will save up and I will buy sustainably Quality sourced ethically last yeah, exactly. so long though last i mean i've forever. got two pairs that have, are going on a number of years that you know my other shoes don't don't do that you know i think they're awesome and, and so when you look for shoes look for stuff that can be repaired so it usually means if they're stitched uh soles if they're stitched to your shoe like you know doc martens have the stitching around them mm-hmm. that's a replaceable sole that was my first experience with shoes i didn't want to let my doc martens go 
yeah, it was back in the 90s. And in Pasadena, there's a shoe repair place called Zinkies. And they just sew new uh, Goodyear bottoms onto the shoes. And uh, so you can keep your shoes going for a long time. Hashtag sustainable shopping. That's right. I didn't know about the stitching thing, actually. Yeah. I, that's, oh, of course, that makes so much sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if it's glued, you can't replace them. If right. it's stitched, uh, yeah. you can replace them. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, so I guess like both of you guys, my biggest swap though in life uh, was composting. You know, I come, mm -hmm. I moved here to Nashville from a loft in downtown Los Angeles. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, uh, you know, overalls with a pitchfork in the backyard turning <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and uh, it, it's pretty funny that after the three of us decided like, hey, we want to do something to help with the environment and we want to step forward and, and, and help enact change. That's when all this stuff started happening. That was a, that was yeah. June of last year, and that was about when uh, compost companies started offering compost yeah. at the city centers. And July was when Megan opened her Goodfill. So, like, we decided to do this, and all this stuff started happening that helped us on this journey. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so composting is a big one, and I compost everything. The one new thing that I've done since COVID is I actually try to make, um, I save a separate compost. I keep it in my freezer, but I save a separate big freezer uh, silicone bag of the stuff that will make good stock. And I cook stock, I make stock first, uh, and, like vegetable stock yeah. first, and then I put it back into the compost. Um, so that's one of the big swaps. Will you talk more about the inside your house you told me about your furniture that you've purchased for specific reasons and the paint on your walls for specific reasons there's i think that's so cool and inspiring yeah that's more uh health and zero and off gassing and things like that which yeah. is a whole nother is <laughs> conversation it? Okay. I thought but it would be no it, it's it's i mean i do make those conscious decisions our wool our rugs are wool and they have natural backing and the 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 couches and anything that I can is, is wool because if it's wool it's already uh, flame retardant if it's not wool more than likely they've sprayed chemicals flame retardant chemicals on your furniture to make it quote safe mm -hmm. and I don't want those chemicals in my house so pretty much every every decision we make is about indoor air quality and health as well as environmental and sometimes boy that's your head spinning when you're at a store trying to figure out what you're gonna buy is this for the environment for my health for animals right. or you know for, right. because it's beautiful or and it's gonna last or you know it's like it all was, of that. that was a that was a that was a huge conversation that used to happen in my head when I was, uh, you know, doing like the, the the decorating and designing for people too, because they're they're usually on a budget. Um, you know, I want people to reuse furniture because that is how I live my life. Reuse, go and go and buy somebody else's something because you know keep it out of the landfill. But also, as you pointed this out to me, actually, these a lot of the things that we are reusing that I'm taking from somebody else's house they're they're toxic you know they're they're not healthy and mm. um, and whatever and so it was like oh god how do I balance all of this in my head but my you know like my philosophy was circular keep it out of the landfill so I guess I'm just going to stick with this if it fits within their budget if it's right. if it kept it out of the landfill then I'm then I'm okay with that um yeah, yeah. there's, there's trade-offs there's trade-offs yeah. for all of that like you're like how much do I want to weigh you know the the potential maybe health consequences versus the for sure environmental consequences you know yeah. it's a, it's a trade-off um so we talked on our bidet episode <laughs> i 
everybody knows more about my bathroom habits than <laughs> than they really need to know. That was my other big change recently. And I've always used recyclable toilet paper or bamboo. I don't buy any paper products that are bleached if I can avoid it. Um, I, for coffee filters, Jess, you mentioned that bamboo. Mm -hmm. I use the bamboo coffee filters. Mm -hmm. Try using the metal ones. It's as a different thing. The filter actually traps some of the bitterness and oils in coffee. And Do you so order like, all that stuff? No, well, you know what? I used to get it uh, when we'd go up to Publix, um, uh, and, and I'd watch for it on sale because that's something that doesn't go bad. I, so I'll Which buy ones? the whole shelf, the, the Melita bamboo coffee filters. The, the bamboo ones I got, I actually think I found them at Kroger. Uh, yeah, which which made me them. really dubious about it too. I was like, oh, maybe dubious isn't the right word. Skeptical, maybe. Right. No, I like they're both right. looked at the package. <laughs> You're dubious. And, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Full of dubious my face, Jess. You would know that I really was dubious. Like my eyebrows are together. But anyway, right. um, if you know, I was looking at the package over and over again because I could see that it was still one of those brands that like that weren't technically like known to be health conscious and i was like so they have a bamboo version and i can afford it and is what so i'm like looking over and over again to see if i can see where the lie was but i mean it claimed it was 100 bamboo and i was like well I'm actually doing it. <laughs> actually i think they're they've revised i think it's about 30 percent bamboo now uh, oh. but it's also you know it's not bleached yeah, so they're not brown. going through this chemical. It's brown, <laughs> yep. and then they. Uh, which? Why do you need white coffee filters? For God's sake! Um, and then it's, <laughs> it's in a cardboard brown anyway. Yeah, it's in a. What it's an in interesting concept. I don't yeah, even. It is. I'm dying really... everything white. Yeah, yep. I don't yeah. get it. So it also comes in a cardboard box. So you know, yep. it's, there's no mm -hmm. plastic wrapped around it or inside of it. You know, some of those the Mister Coffee filters all come in the in the box inside with the plastic wrap around them. Which so. guys yeah. think about that? My mm -hmm. mom trying to do well. She got me bamboo toothbrushes and they came in plastic oh no yeah. why what yeah. it's yeah. so weird yeah. it is weird and so unnecessary um so uh okay food swaps we talked to just you guys were you were talking about the food stuff and uh yeah i you know i i moved towards like a single meat meal a day kind of thing. I think there's a book called We Are the Weather, and it talks about that if everybody ate just one meat meal a day, that would take care of like 60-something percent of the wow. CO2 in the atmosphere. So that's an easy change. And then I kind of gradually was trying to be vegetarian because I'm in animal rescue. I love dogs. I, I, you were vegan I've raised, for a time. I've raised, well, no, I, I moved to that. Uh, I, after watching Game Changer, I was plant-based. Uh, the term vegan has so many negative connotations, ah. but. Uh, also vegans, actually, I, I've, I've like been, what I've read some comments recently where like actual vegans get really mad if you are uh, somebody who doesn't necessarily do it for the animals and you refer to yourself as a vegan, they label, they're, they're saying the label is if you're doing it for the, yeah. I know they do, but if you, if you are for the Jeez. animals, then you are vegan. If you are doing it for your health, then you are plant-based. See, for okay. me, it was all, all of the above. It was, it was finally something tied together that was health, the planet and animals and, and game changers, the documentary, mm -hmm. you know, uh, showed that, and especially showing that Nashville chef, chef, uh, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Charity, what's her name? The she's the one that cooks for for all the uh, Titans. It's right here, oh, you know, in Tennessee. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I know we I'm talk sorry. about her a lot. Totally drawing Andy. a yeah. blank on that. that. Um, but so that one, that one's been, you know, with the new. 
it, this one was easier to to now be plant based because they've got Beyond Burgers and Impossible mm-hmm. Burgers. Those are awesome, and uh, I actually have a new product called Bar VQ, which is mm. I think it's made in South Carolina. It seems like it's pulled chicken, pulled pork. And I, I would bet you, I would actually a blind taste test. I would, I would do it where I'd bet a hundred bucks that you can't tell it's not shredded chicken, barbecue chicken. It is that good. Yeah, he let me and, try some. It's Chef Charity. You got it right. Good for oh, you, good. Michael. Yeah. So uh, I'm not the name person, by the way. Maris is usually the <laughs> one the who name, remembers I'm names. Name um, but that barbecue bar VQ is so awesome. And then I was also, uh, how do you say, Mikonos, Mikion? Wait, I'm drawing like the cheese. Are you talking about Greece? Yeah, no, the cheese. It's kind of, hang on, let's see. Oh, Mayoko's. Mayoko's vegan cheeses. Um, they make a, a, a wheel that's uh, plant-based that's got a chive thing, and I use that in place of sour cream. I use it as a spread on on bagels. I actually prefer it. So there are so many choices now that makes eating plant-based uh, easy compared to what it was you in know the past. It, you know what would be awesome if these plant-based brands would also – be more be sustainable packaging. I was just going to say this. Oh, yeah. So, because yeah. I, I actually forgot to put in my long list of things that, like, for, for the most part, throughout the majority of my sort of like, you know, young and adult life, I have, you know, been, been vegetarian as much as I, you know, as much as I can. Um, and then, you know, try to do more vegan things where I can and stuff like that. And then uh, in, you know, kind of recently, I'm realizing that it's really hard to be zero waste and eat meat free, you know? So then I have to, I have to have that debate in my head again. I'm like, okay, what's going to, what's going to be the best? How did it, um, I mean, right now we, because I'm also living with Andrew and he's the one who does the grocery shopping and he's the one who does the cooking because I hate doing all of that. And so I've like, you know, taken some of the other chores in the house, we kind of compromise. And so there is meat that comes into the house now. So, you know, I, guess I you know I kind of have to sort of deal with what he does at the moment but like you know every so often he'll he'll get me you know some kind of vegan or or vegetarian option but then then I have to think about god this came in like some nasty plastic container that isn't recyclable here anymore or probably never was and there's you know like this fake meat is wrapped up in this plastic stuff that is not recyclable so yeah it's uh I think the trade-off. I mean, sword. It is double, total double-edged yeah, sword, and I just have to try to not. I guess if you, like you were just saying, Mar- Maris, balance. If you try well, to you, balance you, it, you, I definitely have a, a strategy for some of that, depending on the amount of plastic you use. But you're right. Like if I go to the local Porter Road butcher or to turnip truck, I can get my meat wrapped in yeah. paper. Right? They can give it to and, me and so in my container or cheeses. Yes. You know, give yes. me the give me the. Especially if you go to Porter Road Butcher that I brought in, that that's great. But yeah, but the vegan or uh, animal, the plant-based ones are wrapped in something. So, but I make choices like the Beyond Burgers. You can get the patties that are pre-made that are really convenient, but they're in a hard plastic shell with little holes cut out with plastic over the top. Or you can get the one that sold like the hamburger meat in a plastic uh, film wrap. And there's no styrofoam or plastic under it, so I choose that one. Mm-hmm. Typically, I'll choose uh, it's uh, packaging. You pretty much have to have packaging for for a lot of the uh, plant-based materials because they get shipped from somewhere else and right. not made locally. Right. So I just look for the ones that have the smallest amount 
a plastic foam around them. Like the barbecue comes in a plastic pouch in the freezer. And that's the same kind of plastic pouch that I'll get my wild blueberries from Maine in. Instead of buying the fresh blueberries in the clamshell, which is a lot more plastic, that came from Chile. So I weigh all those kind of things. Okay, this comes from Maine. It's a small amount of plastic. We all do now. Yeah. We all do now. And if you're listening to this and this sounds overwhelming as shit, (laughs) it's because it is. It is. The industry doesn't make it easy (laughs) for the consumer to to make the best decisions. And you have to think harder about it. That's, I mean, shit, that's the reason why I'm scared to have children because I'm like, oh my God, I have to have everything right before I have kids because I want them to see that this is the way we need to do it and this is what we need to pass on. We need to use glass. We need to reuse. We need to a package-free store where and we don't have all of those resources right now we have the good fill which is more hygiene products and cleaning products and um things like that but the turnip truck is probably the closest thing or to you guys not to me yeah well closest in distance i mean yeah right and and then we have to think uh you know ecologically what what about everybody that can or can't afford and and they don't even give a shit they're like okay well you know that's not something i can really I can't really mm-hmm. worry about that right now. So if you're listening to this and this sounds crazy, just let, think about the first baby steps that we all talked about. This is this is where we're coming to now at the end of the of, of our episode because this is where we're at. We have done all the steps to get to where we are and it's taken us a long time to get there. <laughs> yeah. So don't be discouraged yeah. if you're new to this and just think everything that you're doing is a every step towards your goals is a step and and that's what's important just think about it open your mouth start making one change a week or one change a month even if that's what you have to do and it will add up right guys yeah i think i mean because that's what i was saying with with you earlier um i think i said it a couple times it's just so long as you are trying and thinking and considering and questioning you know like yeah, it's actually really easy to I can't remember what they call it. There's a label, but, you know, you can obsess over it and you can try and be uh, a perfectionist over this. And it's really easy to get to that. And then it becomes really overwhelming. And you're like, oh, what the hell? I can't do it. Um, just, huh. you know, try to avoid that, you know, because it's it's so long as you try, you just you just keep trying and you're going to come across things that are like confusing and questionable and you just do the best that you can, you know. And I said ecologically earlier. I meant e- economic and economically. <laughs> oh, economically what? and environmentally. <laughs> Both are relevant, but I'm 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 acting, I'm pulling a Jess. I'm pulling a Jess. The, the, the other Jess, thing to I'm so bad yeah, with exactly. words. Yeah, we won't we won't tell them about the homely domain oh uh, name God. at some point because it means I'll something different in England than here. I know. Uh, not uh, only am I this. just yeah. like a doofus as it is anyway, no, but then you're I'm not also Adney, Ad- Hey, we <laughs> hashtag we love just accent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you can just add me in there. You can just add me yeah. to the list because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll throw it in there now. We said it. Like my business when I was start when I was renaming it and I was trying to think of something really cute and fun to say for a home I 
thought because where I come from, homely means a certain thing to me. Homely gives you a picture of something really nice and really, really fun to to live in and, and everything. And so comfortable, yeah. cozy, <laughs> yeah, cozy, basically. So yeah, that's how I, I created domain names and all kinds of things. Had the website going, you know, it, like launched that shit, then sent it to to these guys, and they were like, "Uh, do you know what homely actually means?" And I was like, <laughs> "Uh, what?" And yeah, both both Michael and another friend of mine must they just knew somehow that that must have been an English American thing because they immediately sent me screenshots of what Google said <laughs> the difference yep. between the, the difference between the two and I was like oh, no <laughs> okay <laughs> changing that <laughs> we all make mistakes that was a funny yeah. mistake though. yeah it was <laughs> it was but- cute I wouldn't have known. I'm ecologically and economically <laughs> viable. Yeah, yeah. That, there it is. We, hey, we depend hey, on what? Michael for all the uh, real. See, now I'm really trying to dig in the verbaceous. <laughs> I don't know that sentences. that one works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm just pulling. Verbose. Just make them up. I just make those. Uh, <laughs> just, hey, just kidding. Hey, one... This is this podcast is for you know. We're just making up words. Yeah, we're, we're it's circular. We're reusing all the words. Exactly. We're making right. up our like own. I said in the beginning, I <laughs> yeah. don't like one. Th- you know, something to have one purpose. Let's make multiple purposes, multiple purposes for everything, we're including repurposing our words. Our words. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but before we get off on any further of a tangent, the one thing I wanted to add about yeah. all of this stuff we were talking about, you know, things change and 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 along your path as well. You know, when we when you find out that something isn't as ecologically friendly as you thought. Or like like recently, we find out plastic bags aren't really, and film is not being recycled by the grocery stores. It's like, then be willing to go, okay, that's not working. I'll find something else or look for another option instead of just going, no, I'm still going to do it religiously because yeah. this mm-hmm. is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd like people to think a little more openly and, and critical about some one. of these decisions as you as you go along, you do what works, what works for you. Just we because all have to you've live been using life. bleach tampons for a million years yes. doesn't mean you have to keep using them because that's you're right. using them. That doesn't just mean Just because you're it's stuck. very different and seems very, very weird to... Bam- to cloth. change that family cloth <laughs> right <laughs> does not mean it's not doable and it can't become normal you know that's right and it just refer t- to feminine product uh, episode for more info there if you indeed, 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 indeed. either coming up or already happened right we don't right. know yet it's yeah. it's somewhere out there <laughs> one of them in the can <laughs> so. yeah. all right well great i think hopefully i mean you know we could talk all day about our swaps uh I, we just wanted we to do this episode to you know, if people want to hear what we do, and if we're not just up here talking about it, so you know, yeah, we, we well, will put it out there. A tiny shout out to uh, two of our Instagram followers and listeners. We had someone reach out from Puerto Rico. We mm-hmm. just want to say thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we have unpacked. Who is it? Let's well, call you know what? Out. I asked for her name, and she hasn't What's responded. <laughs> I don't. You ready? Can we say that? Yeah, her Instagram handle. Sustainable ho. You my girl. <laughs> nice. Unpack Living, shout out to you as well. Um, they're based out of Massachusetts and they love our podcast and want to stay in contact. Maybe we'll do an Instagram live with you soon, but uh, we just want to say thanks for listening. And that's Zero Waste Trash Talk for today. Great job, guys. <laughs> <laughs>